Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is usually not longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. I think we need a bit of a therapy session. Yeah. Because I know I am feeling like I am perpetually falling behind. And I and I know you have recently gone through a lot of, uh, you know, you know, life, you know, time consuming events and family, you know, events and visiting people and having people visit you. And I understand you are also feeling a little behind. Yes. And I think even I think I think as a topic, I love just even just like unpacking the word behind and like one of what that means, because, yes, it's like I since I, I went to WDC, had a, you know, a very productive time. It was a very useful thing professionally. I learned a lot and there's some very exciting things were announced. That was awesome. And then ever since then, for essentially the last month, I have been sort of nonstop. This like the way my summer lined up this year is that it was just that's when my travel all got smushed. And so for the last month, I have done essentially no work. I've done just enough work to like keep things ticking over. There were a few you know, like the Vision SDK simulator came out and I like played with it for half an hour. Similarly, with a few other bits and pieces, making sure that there's you know, nothing's actually on fire. But assuming nothing was on fire, which it wasn't, I just sort of went away. And so then now I find myself feeling sort of like I'm a month behind. Um, but at the same time, I also think about it. I'm like, behind what? Like, what is this uh, this concept, this thing that I have in the back of my head that I somehow, why, why am I behind? Like, well, there's no specific amount of work that I need to accomplish this summer. There's no specific list of things that I need to do um, that my boss has assigned me. You know, it's, it's this very, it's much more of this internally driven, weird feeling that, ooh, I feel like I should have done more. But at the same time, the things that I was instead choosing to spend my time with are things that I, you know, was consciously choosing and value and wanted to do. And like, in some ways, this is just one of those balancing acts that you have to do when you're self-employed, when you're an indie. And it's this weird feeling. I remember like talking to people who, when their jobs went from like having three, you know, they used to get three weeks vacation and then they went to unlimited vacation and how in some ways that's way <laughs> it's, worse. It's always a, a trap. <laughs> Yeah, it's a trap. And then it's, it's the same thing. Like you and I have unlimited vacation insofar as we can choose to work or not work at, you know, as, as we will. And I think we, however, have the other side of that. Whereas, you know, if we don't work, we are a sort of a hundred percent responsible for the consequence of that work not happening in a way that in theory, at a traditional job as in a, in a place where you have a group of coworkers, if someone goes on, goes on vacation, goes on holiday, does some, you know, isn't able to work for, you know, illness, sickness or illness reasons or whatever, there's other people who just kind of keep things going. And maybe you're like, I guess the velocity would decrease if you're, you know, tracking that kind of productivity metric. But overall, like the work continues to get done rather than my velocity the last month has been, you know, like, I don't know. I'm not sure what this, what, how you scale those things, but it's been 0.1 seems about appropriate. Uh, really, whatever the scale is for my velocity. And so I think that's just a funny place to be. And like, I feel behind, but I also at the same time, I'm like, why? Like, why do I feel this way? Because there's no, like, whatever I get done is what I get done. And the, you know, whether that could be better or worse, it's like, I don't know. Who knows what's, you know, half the time I feel like, I'm reminded of the thing in advertising where they talk about how, you know, it's like only has like half your advertising spend is completely wasted. You just don't know which half. <laughs> um, and I feel like sometimes that's the same thing with development where like half my half my development work is completely wasted, but I don't know which half. And in some ways, like, well, if I'm just, you know, d feeling like I have much less time to work this summer, it's like hopefully I hopefully I can prioritize my work. 
in the correct order, that I'm getting the kind of most likely to be useful, most likely to be successful uh, activities, you know, sort of done for sure this, you know, this, this summer. And then if things that don't, don't happen, it's like, well, they don't happen. And just as likely as not, in some ways, that work wouldn't have gone anywhere uh, or wouldn't have been as productive uh, or impactful as I would hope it would be. So it's like, maybe I'm fine. It's like, I'm telling myself I'm fine. And it's like, whatever I get done from this point forward until September 1st, um, you know, it's just what it's going to have to be, I suppose. Yeah, I I always feel perpetually behind. And I don't feel behind in small ways. I feel behind in big ways. I always feel like I'm, you know, not only a couple of months behind, I feel like I'm years behind. And I think the, it, it does, you know, obviously it raises the question instead of like, you know, what does it mean to be behind? And what what are our obligations, you know, as indies working for ourselves? Um, and I think it, what what it comes down to ultimately for me is, I consider my identity to be I am an app developer. And not only that, I consider that I consider myself to be a developer of good apps. Like I I don't I don't consider myself to be you know like oh well I just do it because it's a job and I crap out some apps to you know scrape whatever money together I can from the app store. No. I take pride in making good apps. And you know, even though many people out there disagree when they leave reviews, the fact is, I think most people, <laughs> most people fit my worldview. So you know, I I consider myself I am a good app developer. Now, what that means though is, you know, every single summer comes by, I am always very stressed out that all the new stuff that my apps can now do or that users will now expect my app to do, I have to do it. Now, in reality. I almost never actually meet the deadline. I'm I'm rarely there on day one with support for all the new stuff. And sometimes it takes me months to do the new stuff. Sometimes some of the new stuff I never get to. The reality is like, you know, you, you kind of have to ask yourself, like whenever you are, you know, having some anxiety about something um, and forgive me, I'm not a therapist, but <laughs> but I have, I have I have done some research on some of these concepts and and um, it's it's it actually helped me you know deal with certain people in my life very well um, and and deal with myself very well. But anyway, um, you know one of the concepts around, around certain anxieties is like you know I, I feel like if I don't get this done by day one, you know by September, I don't get this new feature on you know whatever it is you know widgets on the sideways screen or you know like interactive thing you know whatever whatever the feature of the summer is. I always have massive anxiety about that. But what I really should be doing is objectively trying to evaluate, well, what's going to happen if I miss that deadline? What's really going to happen? Like, yeah, sure, I'll feel get, I'll feel bad maybe, but like what actual problems will result? And this doesn't have to be a theoretical question because I usually have missed that deadline, so I know exactly what happens. And the answer is not much. It actually really doesn't matter that much. Occasionally, I will get a low review from somebody who expects me to have something that I don't have yet, but even that is a relatively small portion of the reviews, such that it doesn't usually even affect the average in any noticeable way at all. And so really, if I blow through September, October, November, and I don't have any of these new iOS 17 features done, it's going to be fine. Like nothing, nothing is really going to happen that's going to be that bad. And so I have to contextualize that and, and kind of realize like, you know, the, the pressure and anxiety I'm feeling about all of that is almost entirely self-imposed and that the the outcomes that I'm that I'm kind of implicitly fearing with that anxiety aren't actually going to happen like if you actually, again if you actually look at what happens 
it's fine. Like if you if you blow past those deadlines, like there are so many major platform features that I either didn't support until like a year or two later or that I never actually supported. And my app is still, you know, basically a, a four and a half to five star average. And I'm, I, and it's, it sells well and people seem to regard it well. People who I respect think it's a good app. So I think it's a good app. And, and, and so all of those anxieties about getting there, getting everything done, feeling behind that I'm, I'm going to fall behind and it's, I'm never going to catch up. In reality, that is, that, that, that is not based in actual consequences that will actually happen. Um, now, that being said, this is magnified for me <laughs> in the last few years because I, you know, my app is 10 years old and the code of much of it is 10 years old. And so I, it was, you know, it's all been Objective C and UI Kit, and I've been slowly converting it to modern Swift stuff and Swift UI. And so I'm basically, I, I'm at the end of the at the end of this whole project that I've been doing, I will be rewriting probably two thirds of the app. You know, I'm not touching the audio engine because it's already great and it's fine. Um, but the entire like data layer and the majority, if not all, of the UI is going to be rewritten in, as part of this process that I'm like, you know, a third of the way into maybe. And so I I feel extra anxiety this year in in this way because not only do I feel the usual amount of, oh my God, there's so much I have to do. And now, by the way, there's a whole new platform in Vision OS that, like, <laughs> that I want to be there for um, on day one if I can. Although even that, again, diving into that briefly, like what does it mean to be on Vision OS on day one? Well, no one's going to have the headset yet. What's what's going to be the install base for this? Like a few thousand units like on day one. Who's going to have it on day one? Like it's not going to be a huge number. <laughs> and so, you know, even that's like if you aren't on Vision OS for like six months, it's by the time you launch, it's still going to be a small platform. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's fine. Like you'll you'll be OK. You know what? What percentage of your user base is going to have a Vision Pro? It's going to be a very small percentage for a long time. Um, so anyway. But because I am taking on this massive rewrite of the app over the last you know year or two, and and because I am, because it's it's such a long term thing that's it's going to take me probably a you know a year or two more to really complete. You know I don't know if I'll probably ship stuff in the meantime, but to really like get where I want to be, it's probably going to be another year or two, and so it feels like I am getting nowhere a lot of the time because it's just, it's such a very slow process and my current app in the store is getting largely neglected because i'm so busy working on the rewrite and so when it's released i'm sure it'll be nice and people will like it but until then i'm gonna feel and look even more behind than i usually am so it's it's hard for me to balance like this you know these competing you know pressures and feelings um, but ultimately i i do still consider myself very behind and there are still massive areas of the system that I don't integrate with. There, there's still I still have a crappy Mac app. <laughs> like I have my M1 app running on the Mac with no tweaks, and that's it. And it's crappy. Um, I still, you know, my I, I my even my iPad app, which is running there, like it doesn't have a three column view, which is what I really want. Don't worry, I'm working on that for the new one. Um, I still don't have. I, I want to make an app clip for sharing. I still don't have that. Like that, not I'm not even close to that yet. 
you know, I, I still need to make my widgets better. I need to make my intense handling, my, my intent capabilities better. There's, I, there's so much I need to optimize about the business. I need to make, I need to like, you know, stop bleeding users who try the app and then leave. And I don't, I have no efforts to ever get them back. Like there's like, <laughs> there's so many things. I feel like I'm, I'm like, I'm buried in all of this. And again, it challenges that core identity of I am an app developer and I make good apps. And that's, that's a, even though I can logically think through, you know what's going to happen? Basically, nothing. If I if I fall behind by a few months, I can logically think that, but it's very different than actually truly feeling that. Yeah, and I, I think something you're saying there is, and this is just something that I think more more broadly I've had to never wrestle with in like in just a regular life in lots of ways. It's the difference between uh, could and should um, hmm. is like has been something that I've been just have to wrestle with a lot where it's like, I think so many things you were saying, you should have an app clip. You should have this. It's like if you reframe that as you could have an app clip, you could have, uh, you know, all of you could, you could have all of these things. And it's, I, I think what's oh wow like, what's difficult about that is <laughs> you just blew my mind. <laughs> it's like, just because we can doesn't mean we should. And I think what's difficult, especially with people like you and I, I think is I'm increasingly understanding that our imagination is one of our best like resources that I think you and I are very good at what we do because we have an imagination. We can always think of something else that we could do. We can't, we don't get to the place that we look at our app and you're like, you know what? We're done. There's nothing else here. I'm done. I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to, you know, go sip uh, margaritas on the beach. Like it, it's, it, that's not the way our minds work. I don't think, I think we always have a list a mile long of things we could do. Uh, there's always things that we're like, huh, maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll try that. Let me experiment with that. And that is dangerous, like it's powerful for us in terms of like, I think that's where we get to where we are, that you like, you come up with ideas, you come up with all these interesting innovations that you think, you know, things that you could try out. And I think what is dangerous, and this is something that I've had to, in my own life, be very careful about, is then not turning that list of things that I could do into things that I should do. Because as soon as it becomes a should, is then not doing it becomes like I'm failing, that I've missed out, that I'm behind what I should be doing, or I'm a disappointment to myself or to others, to my customers. And like the issue with that is like with any of my apps, I have a list, you know, I usually have in reminders where I just like throw every idea I have. And there are literally hundreds of ideas that I have tipped for my apps. And sometimes I look at that and I'm like, wow, man, like the app is terrible. It doesn't have these hundred features it could have. And at the same time, I'm like, Dave, the app's fine. People like it. They use it right now. They're not using it because of the hundred features that you just imagined that you're now feel like you, you, because you haven't built, like the app is missing in some way. It's like, no, the app is fine. The app is where it is because it's good. Like if it was bad, people wouldn't be using it, but clearly it's good. And so I'm comparing it to this theoretical, like if I had built all of those hundred features to, and that that would, and that that, that would actually be, you know, actually be a good thing. Like I have no idea. Maybe it'd be a bad thing. I'd be doing harm to my app by doing that. But being careful about that line between just because we can do something doesn't mean that we should do something. Um, and I think that changes has been very helpful for me as a framing. Anytime I hear myself saying that, oh, I should, I should be doing something. It's like, no, wait, is, is, is that a could or is that really a should? Cause like sometimes there are things that we should do. Like, you know, I, I, sh- that there are, there are things that are very like actually like in, in a real con, you know, concrete way. You know, if, if the overcast sync server went down, you should fix that. Yes. <laughs> because if you don't, the app stops working. Like, fair enough. That is an act, you know, an actual like bona fide should, but features and ideas and rewrites and all of these things 
really they're just kind of coulds. Like you could do it. Um, and I think that, you know, that, that creates the space to think like, is this, you know, is there a, di- what is the difference between a could and a should? Like that, that, that is a, there, there's, there's a space there to really wrestle with and think about, um, and understand before just turning everything into like, well, any idea that I could have imagined is on the list. If it's on the list, it's, you know, if, if, if and I haven't done it, then I'm behind where I should be because like, as though the list is somehow this magical thing that knows the future. Hmm. That's really interesting. Man, <laughs> you blew my mind. Anyway, we are brought to you this episode by Indeed. What's a game where no one wins? The waiting game. When it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with just the right skills, you can use Indeed's powerful hiring platform to help you do it all. Indeed streamlines hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job. According to Indeed data, U.S.'s Indeed hiring platform is really, really great because it gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements, making it an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash under the radar. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash under the radar. That's Indeed spelled I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash under the radar to support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of this show and Relay FM. Yeah. And I mean, I think, what does that mean practically? Is like, it's just like a place to maybe wrap up the conversation and where we're going for like, what do we do with like, what do you do with, with your list of things? And I think the best thing that I've ever come up with is it's like, be really careful with priorities and then don't worry too much about the rest. Like that. Hmm. 80% of our, our like good, doing a good job is about sequencing our work in the correct order. Um, because there is only, it's like if you, I'm just maybe it makes me think of like a, you know, a CPU design where I remember learning in like college about, you know, you have like a pipeline and you have like, and then you can have multiple cores and each core can have, you know, different processors. And like you have this, the sense of like, if you can't, you know, you can create parallelism in that way. But at, at some point you're working yourself down to, you have a, a list of things and they're going to be sort of worked on in order. And, the mo the main job I think we have as especially because there's only just one of us. It's not like we have this big team of five, ten people where you can be doing lots of different things. And in some ways the order matters less because you can take advantage of the parallelism. But like for you and I, it's really just am I working on the right next this like the next thing that I am doing or the current thing that I'm working on, is that the best use of my time right now? And if it is, then probably just don't worry about it. Like, and this is, this is what I tell myself is like, if, if I'm, do, if I've taken a step back and been like, okay, you know, I write like after WGC, I tend to sit down and I'll just write down a list of all the possible ideas I have for things that I want to work on. And then I'll just kind of not necessarily like one, two, three, four, uh, in terms of like actually putting them in a, like a stacked list of which is the most important thing, but just kind of grouping them into 
Like these are the things that I think are have the most impact and are I'm the most excited about. And I'll put those towards the top and then I'll kind of work my way down. And then you can sort of very quickly also get to the place that like the bottom third of that list probably just like you could just tear the paper off and throw it away. Like there's just, you're never going to get to it. There's always going to be new <laughs> yep. things that are more important that are going to come up that are like those early ideas are going to create more new ideas and you're just never going to actually get there. And like you're, it's, you know, it's like present company, it's slightly complicated. It reminds me a little bit of like Instapaper where I would throw all of these articles into the Instapaper almost like slightly just like to tell myself that, oh yeah, one day I'll read, one day I'll read that. It's like, no, you'll never read that. It'll never be the most important thing for you to read. And so you'll never get to it. And you just, the queue grows <laughs> indefinitely. And at some point I just need to, I would just like go through the, like the last, you know, like the bottom end of my queue and just like, you know, just select all delete, select all delete, because I'm never going to read this article. If, if I do, if it wasn't interesting enough for me to read, you know, within a week of me seeing it, I'm never going to, it's never going to happen. And I think similarly, like with tasks, it's, if it's not towards that top third of the list, it's probably not important. It's probably, you're just actually in like carrying it around with you as something that like is, is, you know, that you have in, in the bottom of the list is actually just probably just slowing you down and weighing you down um, in a way that isn't actually productive. And so like the real task is just to say, okay, here are the things that I could do. And now what are, what are the top three? What are the top handful of things that are sort of high priority? And if I focus on those, I'm doing a good, you know, good idea. And I think that's where I found myself recently. It's just like, I've gone, got my list. I got my like handful of features that I think this summer I would feel pretty good if I could get to a place that I've, you know, made meaningful work on them. Whether when that happens, who knows? Like if that's J September 1st or if that's October 1st, I don't know. Like that, I can't, I can't tell the future, but if I'm working on the right things in the right order, then at least I know that I'm going to end, like I'm going to have done as good a job as possible, like to some degree. And that's all I can ever hope for myself. That's all I think any of us can really ever hope for is that we've sort of done, you know, done as, as, as sort of the best that we could do. And if we're, we've done it in the right, well, bright order, then I think that's kind of where we are. Yeah. That's a really good way to look at it. Cause like, I mean, you're right. Like many of many of the things that I feel that that I'm you know behind on and not getting to, I really don't need to do them ever. <laughs> if I'm honest with myself, like many of those, and you know, again, like as I'm looking at my giant project, I'm worried so much about: Am I going to be there on day one this fall? And the answer is definitely not. Like, there's no way I'm going to. There's I'm definitely not going to be there on day one with any of the new stuff because, like, I'm working exclusively on the new app now, and the new app is going to be. At probably not out until at least the spring, if I'm really honest with myself. Like I keep telling myself, fall, winter. I think that's optimistic, <laughs> honestly. Like I, I, I'll try, but there's there's almost no chance of that, really. If I'm if I'm honest with myself, and I see like, you know, I I always think like, and and this is actually part of part of the whole you know self shame and anxiety thing. It's like I have to be honest with myself about how much time I really have, and it's 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 sometimes tempting to think. Um, you know, in the future, like, okay, well, the last three months, I have worked at this one rate that is not that fast. Um, but I'm going to really buckle down now and get this thing done by three months from now. And it's like, well, what is going to change in my life that is going to suddenly radically alter the like amount of work per per week or whatever that I can get done? I'm going to be the same person three months from now, as I am now, basically. And so, that's unrealistic, and and it's it's almost like you know like Merlin Mann is always um, kind of against um, people trying to impose radical personality changes on themselves or habit changes on themselves as New Year's resolutions because it's like on January first you're still basically the same person as you were December thirty first so you know don't set yourself up to fail in the same way like don't 
set yourself up for unrealistic expectations of yourself by yourself um, because like, you know, I can tell myself, yeah, I'm going to work really hard and get this done by October, November. But it's like, really, if I look back and how much I mean, look, I've gotten a lot done in the last few months, uh, but I don't expect to be able to multiply that by four in the next three months, <laughs> it's, you know, it's still, it's still my regular life. All, all of the things in regular life, all the different, you know, family stuff and other projects and, and different time sinks that have been happening in my everyday life for the last few months are going to also mostly or entirely be happening in the next few months. Plus new stuff might get added to, to my, to my plate in that time. So it's important to set realistic goals for yourself too, like not just to say, you know, I, I, I hope to get this done by, you know, September, October, or November, whatever it is, but to really look at yourself and be like, all right, well, what is actually realistic at my current pace? Like, if you look back through how I've actually done in the last X time span, then, it, you know, don't don't assume your life's going to be radically different and all of a sudden you're going to be you're going to be a different person with a different situation having a different life. That's not going to happen. You're going to be you. And so figure out not what some idealized version of you is going to be able to do as you're setting goals and expectations for yourself, but set reasonable expectations for your actual self, the way you are now for the near future, because that's what you're going to be. Yeah, I mean, like that's just that that that's just true. Like I think there's nothing that unless there is a meaningful and profound change in your life, you will not be changing in a meaningful and profound way. Like just that's I don't know. Again, all my all my years of experience, that's kind of the way things go. That things tend to ebb and flow and that that there's certainly some truth to that there are times in my life that i've been more productive there have been times in my life that i've been less productive there have been times in my life that there are things that prevent me from being like the last couple the last month i have not been productive not because i'm somehow a different person but because i chose to spend my time on different things and they were not work um but as i come back into work i will be the same person i was before i you know i, I took a break and that's just the, you know, that that is sort of intrinsic to who I am. And that's sort of like, it's sort of like with exercise. It's like makes me think of how, say I wanted to, you know, increase my deadlift, like how much weight I can lift up off the ground. It's like, I can have a goal that's, you know, for, sort of ahead of where I am now. And there are exercises and there are, you know, practices and there are things that I can do to make, make myself stronger. But those will happen at a very gradual sort of, sort of regimented process there are things that i could do to be more productive there are tools that you know in terms of like you know this just makes me think of like when you created quitter right like an app to close certain apps on your computer because they're distracting it's like sure that's a thing you can do and that maybe it does increase your productivity to some degree but it's these are going to be these like you'll increase by one percent two percent three percent and that can accumulate in a great and positive way and maybe in a year of really working on through lots of practices and being you know self-reflective of like what are the things that get in the way Sure, maybe you'll see progress, but it's never going to be that you walk into the gym one day and it's like, now I can lift 100 pounds more than I could the day before. That, <laughs> right. That's just not the way physiology works. It's not the way mental, like, and that's not the way that people work. And so instead, just be honest with the fact that it's like, yeah, I can make step, steps that are productive in that way. But if you're trying to make plans or you're trying to set expectations on yourself, understand that yeah, there is no magic way to be twice as, more, twice as productive. Uh, at least there, if there is, like, I've never encountered it and I don't think anyone else has either. Yeah, I, I believe that's called <laughs> drugs, and that doesn't end well. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I, and I and I think ultimately, like you know, look around the app store <laughs> if you really want to, like you know, set set reasonable perspective for yourself. Just look around the app store and look at all the other apps. We're doing fine, everyone. Like if you're if you care enough 
to care about you know trying to get better at your craft and to listen to nerdy podcasts like this and and to to care about how well you're doing (laughs) if that's just literally caring about how well you are doing is going to put you way above almost everyone else out there in terms of your actual quality and your actual output trust me like we're fine and it's it's really hard to to tell yourself that when you're feeling this you know behind feeling or this anxiety about what you're not getting to or how slowly you're you're working or what you're going to be able to do like it's really hard to actually internalize that but trust me look around the app store again if you're if you're if you're even questioning if you're trying to perform self-evaluation you are ahead of almost everyone else out there so you know maybe go a little bit easier on yourself and and be a little more content with what you're able to get done yeah. And I think that'd be that it's just like understand that at least this is what I can and this is what, like what I say to tell to myself. It's like whenever I have those thoughts where I'm sort of beating myself up for being behind or not getting done as much as I like vaguely thought that I somehow should, it's the reality of it's like those thoughts, those feelings aren't serving me. They're not making me a better developer. They're not making my business better. They're just they're they're they're, they're just negative. And they're the the degree to which I can recognize them as such, that they're hindrances rather than helps. Um, and sort of put try and put them to the side. Not that that's a trivial process, but I, the first step in that is identifying them as such. That these this this thought isn't serving me. This feeling isn't serving me. This isn't making me better. Let's try and focus on moving that to the side instead of having this long list of things that I wish I wish I'd done and then kind of beating myself up. Instead, of saying you know what, if I'm doing the right thing as my next thing, I'm in a great place. And if I every you know sort of making regular and sort of productive movement forward like like that is all we all we can ever hope for it's like that we're moving in a good direction at a reasonable pace and we know that eventually that will lead to the results we want i think so that's sort of what i tell myself and hopefully that's useful yeah do what you can when you can exactly (laughs) and uh, thanks for listening everybody and we'll talk to you in two weeks bye